Uh, again, we didn't discuss if anyone had an intro, so I don't know why we ever do this before we start recording. It's the curse of the podcast. Does anyone have an intro? Cool. You think so. <laughs> oh, I, I got one. Okay. Uh, hey, let me just double check the... Hold on, let me just... Double, so this will be... Oh, guys, this is 360. That's fun. Mm, anyway, nice. Uh, take it away when you're ready, Peter. Alright. Hey, guys. Uh, does anyone have a scope? A scope? Why, uh... No. I think I know okay. where you're going for this, and I... Why do we need a scope, Peter? Oh, because otherwise we'll have to do a 360 no-scope. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I hate <laughs> everything about you. I, my favorite part of this is right before Ooh. we started recording, you pointed out it was 360, and I was going to surprise you, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, because I'm, I'm kind of hosting, I was like, I should figure out what episode this is so we can say it, and I could be like, hey, everyone, so welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 360. Um, yeah. I guess we don't... Rotate your camera when so you do that. So does it mean the next, the, the next podcast that comes out is the, the episode one? Yes. Or we're going by um, oh, Xbox, for degrees or... for degrees rules. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, and th- yeah, and then, the, the, and then the next the... one is after that is one X. Yeah, and then it's the episode series X. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Theme song. Was it Nick Lachey who was in 98 Degrees? No one cares, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> At no point in time was that man relevant, or did anyone care? Yeah. Man. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 360 of the Carbomb Podcast. I guess I'm You're I guess still I'm your host. listening to this? I guess I'm your host, Jesse. Uh, Chris failed this evening, so I am I'm, uh, leading the brigade. And part of the brigade of three people is... Uh, hey. Matthew Spore. Hello. And Peter W. Dunson. Greetings, traveler. Where you, shall you go You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> Red. No, blue. Ah! It was blue. No, yellow. Yeah, I, I was, for some reason that is locked in my head too, that it's blue and then yellow. Well, because he's because he, he that's you know because the drawing out the O is getting mm-hmm. flung over the side is pretty good. Yeah, we're talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I mean, please, Man. we're on the internet. I'm pretty sure sixty percent of the internet is made up of quotes from that movie. I I tried to get Mel to watch that like two or three times, and she fell asleep every single time. I mean, it's, it's is she like into like British comedies or stuff like that? Because like it is a honestly, it's like kind a wire taste, but it's definitely not like everyone's like let's just watch this, you know. Well, the other thing too is it's it's a very it's like officially at this point it's old comedy. Yeah, it's like yeah, like I I got her to watch IT Crowd and she enjoyed that, but like Monty Python is old content. When did that it's come still out? Funny like, though, some it, it's absolutely some of it's absolutely timeless. But damn, that yeah. is yeah. wow. Yeah, heck, if you actually if you are, if you go back and watch through Flying Circus. They actually have a couple episodes where they do blackface in it, and you're just like, "Whoa, hang yep. on a second, what?" <laughs> oh, that's nothing, man. There's there's stuff from the '90s where they do yellowface. Oof. Yeah, you know, like yeah. way after it, people should have thought it was a good idea. Yeah. There's a very popular episode of Doctor Who from the '70s where one of the main characters is a dude in yellowface, and it's really frustrating because he's also like one of the best written villains in like the series' entire history. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like he. Yeah, mm. uh, it's just like, oh man. Like I do still recommend that episode, but like you got to keep in mind, it comes up pretty racist. <laughs> it, which is funny because yeah. at the same time, the dude is like talking about racism at one point and using it like ironically. It's like it's weird. It's so freaking weird. It's like you're doing this all while the guys in yellow face. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like your yeah. message is being lost a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like I said, it's really frustrating because he is a really well written character. I'm talking about the talents of Wang Chang, just in case anyone's curious. Oh wow, okay, I'm not familiar. Yeah. with that. I've not actually yeah. dug a lot of it into the old the old Who. Yeah. I tried watching it, a couple of them, but it, it didn't feel like they were properly connected or something. Or maybe it was just because the ones that I watched were, like, not connected at all. That, well, I mean, that, that does might, happen. If that is the case, that might be what's happening there. I mean, there's so many old stories, and each season usually has, like, six, and they're usually not super connected. Like, uh, season 14 is where this is from, which was 1970, hang on, uh, seven, yep. Okay. So, you know. Uh, and yeah, that, that was a hell of a one. Cause like the opening, um, the mask of Madragora is, eh. but then like you get, um, hand of fear, which is like the final appearance of, uh, one of the most beloved companions in Dr. History. Then you get the deadly assassin, which is like, there's a murder mystery on the planet of the time Lords. So that's like interesting. Oh. And then you get the it's face of the evil. Express. Face of evil is a hell of an episode. Cause it's like. The doctor goes to a, a group of people he saved previously, and it turns out he ended up fucking them up. And he's like, oh, shit. And then there's robots, and that's also the one where they introduced the character of Leela, who was the inspiration for Futurama's Leela. Oh, okay. Although they share very little similarities aside from the name. Like, they're both they're both also badass, but that's about it. Like, Leela, nice. think of her as, like cave woman who isn't dumb so she but she has of course no understanding of modern man right and so okay. it's like you know oh, it's okay. like she's not she's intelligent but she's not like scientifically smart so she's got like detective style insight despite being you know i will stab thing because that is what i do <laughs> anyway that was an interesting digression on doctor who <laughs> i mean you know what that was yeah, peter that was a five-minute addition to this episode that we do not have a lot of topics on, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, of science fiction. Yeah. Uh, and lens flares, which you guys can't see, but holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm playing the Mass Effect uh, remaster. Uh, yeah. Nice. I'm just on one. I'm going through order, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to replay. I'm trying to remember, like, how I did it my first time, because I wanted to kind of, like... I want the same experience again, which is, like, weird to kind of not metagame it, because I know, like, all the choices and all that stuff, and, like, I'm trying to remember, like, the, the decisions I made and where I fucked up and shit like that to try to kind of match it up. Um, but, like, it, it's interesting with a lot of, like, small quality of life features they decided to make with the first game, uh, and none of them worth the Mako from what I can fucking tell, because that thing still handles, like, a piece of fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Okay, hang on, just because I don't. I, it's, yeah, let me try that again. Yeah. So the Mako you mentioned specifically isn't that the same one where like you start climbing up like the side of a mountain and then all of a sudden you forget that oh I can't use the boosters here and you'd like launch yourself yep. off the side of the mountain. But also the, the, the frustrating thing about going up the sides of mountains is there's no real discrepancy of like what 
is drivable and not like you'd think it's inclined, but then there's some things that look like you can't climb it that you can. And then I thought, okay, is it like texture? Is it like the rocky cliff face versus like the soil? And even that is like hit or miss if you can go up it. So you like go halfway up a hill and then just start sliding in place and then go down the hill. And it's like, why? Why? Like you're not, there's no logic here of anything. It's almost like the series was poorly written. No, I'm sorry. That's my PTSD from the third game. Which, again, it's like, I mean, I think the third game is lesser. I don't know if it's um, bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, Writing-wise, it absolutely is. Gameplay-wise, it's solid. Well, like, like, what's the biggest... I don't know if you and I have ever had this conversation. What's the, like, to you, the biggest, like... I really, balls? really genuinely don't want to get into this, because when oh, yeah? I beat the game for the first time, that literally caused depression. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, Fair legit, enough. well, because, okay. like, I was already at a low point in my life, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, at least I had Mass Effect, and then I beat it, and I'm like, oh, no. that wasn't just terrible, that was, like, infuriate, like, I very rarely had such a visceral reaction to media, I think, like, I was less upset with some of the stuff that upset me in Star Wars, I was less upset with, like, you know, whatever, you know, n- name something in fandom that would deeply upset you, and I'm like, uh, eh. yeah. And I mean, I'm a DC fan. I'm I'm used to this type of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We we we've been running. We've been in the trenches for a while. <laughs> yeah, but like genuinely, it just kind of made me sit there. I'm like, man, I just I was really kind of pitting my hopes on this, and then I was like, well, that was beyond unsatisfying. That just felt like a massive waste of time. Like, ooh, like a mass. Of... Yes. Yeah, yes. I can't. I can't. I got nothing there. Like just the general structure of the whole thing. Plus, like. Okay, I don't want to get. I don't, really don't want to get too far into this, but yeah, yeah, in sure. general, I thought the Star Child thing was handled horribly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I think mean, these are like sorry, even the length of the endings. Obviously, I had a problem with that, and I am glad they fixed that. I will totally give them that. But I thought that entire sequence was abysmally handled. I will agree that the actual like the end, like what we would describe as like the ending of three is not good. I will even people- even extended, I would I doubt it's gonna yeah, be yeah. that improved. I will disagree when people say that like the problem with Mass Effect Three is if you look at it mission by mission, it's kind of a thirty five hour ending sequence, right? Because you've got like the the Genophage storyline that ends. You've got the assault, like it does kind of like you know, not everything wraps up at the end. It is a like thirty hours of things wrapping up. Right. Yeah, like they wrap up storylines, but I mean, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't call it. Oh, maybe the maybe the entire thing is the ending because like no no no, there's still an endpoint to this. Mm-hmm. So while I understand the argument, I still disagree with it. Much it's like, um, you know, I always think there's a difference between a story arc ending and actually the ending of the thing. Right. And for sure. I, and I think and while I understand your argument, I still think arguing the difference between the two is semant is like just weak yeah. semantics to try to justify a bad ending. Oh, Not no, that the, that's the, always the, the case. Bad. The bad ending's bad. Yeah. I would I would just yeah, say yeah, that yeah. I think and that's why I think I would say like Mass Effect three, I don't think the ending undermines the entire thirty hours up to it. Is I guess is what I'm saying. To me. Well, considering I had no enthusiasm to play it after I beat it that's fair. when that it returned fair. the game the next day. And bear in mind, I've only done that with two other games. Ooh, what I are can't they? uh well one of them was which WWE game it wasn't two K twenty because I never bought that piece of crap. Uh, it was one of the earlier ones. I want to say 14, might have been 15. Okay. It's one of the crappy ones where they did a jump between generations, and it was just like, well, I did everything in 10 I think minutes. That, was, that would have been 14 then, because like 2013 was uh, 
the 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 generation changeover. Yeah, I think I I can't remember which one it was, but one of those. And I returned Resident Evil Six because I hated that one a lot. That's fair. That's respectable. I've only ever returned one game, mm-hmm. uh, which was Dead Island. Mm, fair enough. Because I got hyped up by the trailers because of that one fucking trailer that's amazing of the little girl going out the fucking window and all that shit. And I was like, this game's dope. And then it's like, it's nothing like that. It's like, who do you voodoo, bitch? And it's just like, it's all this just dumb shit around it. And I was like, I can't be fucked to play this game. Have you ever returned a game, Matt? Or I'm trying to think of what, going, like, going back into like ones that, uh, I don't know. There's been a couple of games where like you, you get, you buy them or like you start them out, you start playing whatever. And then just, you kind of just go off and do other things. Like you don't pick the game anymore. But I don't mm-hmm. think I've actually, like, officially, like, returned a game. Like, there's been a couple that, are, like, you know, in, like, just in Canada, because we got EB Games, like, that's the closest thing to GameStop we got, where you can, you know, get, like, two bucks for a brand new game. Um, but, yeah, like, they, uh, I don't know, that I don't, there hasn't, there have not been many that have, have gone and done that. I think, like, I, I think I remember that, uh, way back in the day, like, when I first got my GameCube, I think I had... A couple like like I think I ended up returning like some Tony Hawk games or whatever. Like I played through them and I was like, yeah, okay, I probably won't go through this again. Right. Yeah. Um, but I can. But I, now I can't remember whether I just like gave them all away. Like when I gave away my GameCube, because I was like, I got a Wii. I don't need a GameCube anymore. By the way, I found and a then... list of changes <laughs> to Mass Effect, uh, and I found a list of Mako changes. Uh, and I'm reading this list, uh, and it's lies. And slander. <laughs> it is horseshit. Um, Mako physics are now heavier, meaning it doesn't bounce nearly as much on undulating terrain. Lies. Uh, new thrusters have been added to briefly boost ground speed. I don't know what button that is. I've not discovered it. I'll try hitting every button now, but there's no button prompt that says do this. You just um, find a self-destruct button or something. It'd be great. Yeah. Mako shields now charge more quickly. Maybe. That's actually valid. Uh, you can now move the Mako while it's being repaired. Okay. Oh, also, I'm, pl- I'm playing on Insanity because I don't want to do, like, multiple playthroughs anymore. I'm just going to do one to get all the achievements. Sounds about right. They did fix an achievement, though. In Mass Effect 1, there was an achievement to do a majority of missions with each squad member, which means you could do two at a time, and you'd have to play the game at least three times to get every squad member through. Now it's just Oof. the achievement is five missions per person. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. This, uh... Oh, fuck you. Maker worlds have been improved, including higher terrain polygon count, extra details on the ground like rocks and grass. You know what you didn't improve? The fact that there's giant mountains you can't climb in front of everything. What's up, Peter? Oh, I don't know. I was just doing a wave of, like, ooh. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, look at me! Whenever Whenever I do polygon counts, I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then, this is my favorite update, because everyone's like, oh, people love the Mako sections. You know how we fix this? Thresher mods are overall now more difficult. <laughs> they fire <laughs> several acid shots in a shotgun spread rather than just one, and can lead their shots. They also have a new mode where they release tentacles out of the ground that can deal damage. Who was like, you know what? The Mako sections were too easy. What if we up the fucking boss encounters in there? Hmm. Because again, like with Mass Effect, the first one was the only one I played. I like I remember dealing with those things, and I feel like they maybe they weren't difficult. Like they weren't that difficult, but at the same time, I feel like you did, I got really distracted by the Mako sections. 
Because I was just like, yeah, I want to just, like, explore all these planets or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I was like, oh, and now I'm playing the story game again or something. And it's like, yeah, if, I, don't, I don't know, maybe it just is because I only played the first one, but it felt like there was, like, it's like two separate games. And it's like, hey, let's go do the side quest. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's not an unpopular opinion that the Mako stuff is not as enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Uh, they still didn't, it they just still felt very different. Yeah, they still didn't fix the thing that on, on Insanity, uh, none of the enemy AI has, like, self-preservation instincts. So while you're in cover, because they'll kill you in, like, two or three shots, these motherfuckers will dead sprint yelling, I will destroy you, down a hallway at you. <laughs> and you're like, please go away, please stop. Like, it's horrifying to see a Krogan just deadass running at you <laughs> without any whims of anything you're doing to him. Well, you're stuck yeah. in cover. It's great. Oh, yeah, what what is this, Peter? Hold on. It's uh, something I just spotted on Reddit while I was quickly doom-scrolling for any news that wasn't about uh, things we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't have much else to say about Mass Effect. Matt, I think you were going to say something, but... Oh, I lost it. Okay. Uh, Peter, what did you just find? <laughs> Okay, so I am, I've mentioned this before on this podcast, I'm a subscriber and participant in the Scenes from a Hat subreddit, which is essentially the Scenes from a Hat game from Whose Line Is It Anyway, but in yes. Reddit form. Okay. And uh, they revived one of the classics, which is things you could say about video games, but not about your partner. Uh, not all of them are gold, of course, but uh, yeah. I'm just going to read a few of them here. I mash all the right buttons, but I never seem to get the right combos. That's okay. It's pretty... That's all right. Uh, I like this one. It's a lot more fun with four people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying $60 for that. And, of course, there's the a better, same vein. There's a better one further down. That's on the Yeah, I spent thirty nine ninety nine for this. Yeah, that's that's the better one. <laughs> they just don't play with my joystick anymore. Yeah. Uh, just blow on it. That usually gets it working. Holy shit, uh, the next one. I know, right? All right. Uh, uh, just a slight trigger warning because, oof. Yep. I've beaten that one a lot. Like, oh, God. But then, but then the next one's so cute after it. Yeah. Oh, you're so much fun to play with. And then, the, yeah, the dialogue is bland, but the cutscenes are amazing. I'm like, that's a little hard to parse. Yeah. When this, but I appreciate the effort. And then the one I've just posted was, I can never seem to save my progress. Oh, my God, Peter. I now know your Reddit name. Yep. Well, it's not a secret. That's also my Xbox name. Oh, I, actually, I just looked at it, and 100% I already knew that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It's not a secret, man. <laughs> I think I'm following you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Reddit stuff, did you guys see... I, I don't, Matt probably didn't see this, because I'm sure you're not following the Kelowna subreddit, as you no longer live in Kelowna. Probably not. Um, so, Matt, we've recently had what can only be described as a uh, as a plague, as, a, as an epidemic, as a pandemic... Of scooters in Kelowna. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What? Oh, are you so talking about the? Are you talking about the AMA? I haven't read that yet. It's incredible. Um. So, Matt, we have like these like electric scooters now that you can. I don't. I've not used them myself, so Peter. So you might have more information than I do. It's like because they also appeared when I was out of town, so I don't know the full mm. details. But I think it's like a, you know, you you rent it or like you you sign in. At the scooter, you can just pick it up and and move out and just drop it well, off anywhere. It's, it's like say, it's like that 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 failed bike experiment they did, but now yeah, with scooters. no, it's exactly the same thing. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. 
which means that if you're just driving down the road in Kelowna, there's just scooters fucking everywhere. You know, on bushes, on the sidewalk, like, there's just scooters fucking everywhere. I'm not having an old man moment, I don't care about that. It's just funny to see the, 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 the landscape just being just... Li- also... Is there a billion of them? Because, like, there's a lot of scooters that I'm seeing. Like, Oh, no, no. Did I, I... I think I mentioned this. I was out Are they on getting popular, down parts yet? popular drive, and I saw five of them. It was a freaking oh. scooter patrol. Oh, my God. Scooter patrol! They were just driving they through the middle of the So, so uh, here's the, the fun thing. Um, the, the... They're called roll scooters, and the guy did an AMA in the, uh... The clone subreddit talking about the e-scooter pilot. And, um, the questions are, are great because everyone knows what our city is like and is trying to ask the questions of like, Hey, how are you going to get around this factor without trying to say like, we're pieces of shit? Um, like, Hey, how do you regulate the usage under intoxication? Kelowna downtown on a summer weekend is a whole another wild beast. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. This is my, this is my favorite answer. We are currently developing a small puzzle slash game that riders will be required to solve before unlocking a scooter if they want to ride after 11 p.m. Wow. Because apparently people don't get drunk before 11 p.m. Especially not or in the summer, know, Peter. That's absurd. Or summer you know, the only drink kind of had me a crash. From... Man. What yeah. about, like, um, how, how are they keeping people from, you know, just parting them out to, like, uh, you know, build their own whatever, or sell I the parts. I haven't heard for... much about that yet. Of, of if like we're seeing a lot of them get stolen, we have, I'm sure a fair few probably have been hooked in the lake because people are just that's how they do assholes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you just like drive along. It was it Simpsons Boardwalk, whatever. Just be like, hey, and yeets. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to Man. find. There was one. The fish want to ride the scooters too. <laughs> Oh, uh, do you actually expect people to wear helmets while riding the scooters, or is that just there for liability reason? Uh, The answer is, safety is our number one priority at roll. Wearing a helmet while riding a scooter is required by provincial regulations. Uh, We try our best to distribute helmets at no cost to our riders through various ways, such as pick up from tourism centers via email request on website and through our patrol team. We expect everyone to wear a helmet for safety. Peter, how many humans have you seen wearing a helmet with a scooter? None. Yeah, 100%. Not also, a single fucking person. Can I just go ahead and say that any time a business says safety is our number one priority, they got to do a lot of like backing up to that statement. Otherwise, yeah. it's just, you know, generic. Actually, you know, realistically, making money is our number one priority. That's how businesses work. So, yeah. <laughs> what does this mean? Hold on. I just got to read this one because they're being vague, but I don't get it. Okay, I'm just going to read say- this. And please tell me if I'm being an idiot. I had an issue with a certain citrus fruit company. It was my first day using it, and I accidentally didn't end all three of the group rides, and the app didn't notify me. Is that an Apple reference? What is happening here? So I say it first thing again? I had an issue with a certain citrus fruit company. That's the first sentence. Well, apples are citrus, though. I know. So it was my first day using it, and I accidentally didn't end all three of the group rides, and the app didn't notify me till 30 minutes later, and someone had been driving around the entire time. How would you guys handle something like that with a new customer? What the fuck is that person talking? I had issues with a certain citrus fruit company. Maybe they're just idiots. Like like lemon, lime? Oh, lime yeah, lime scooter. Lime scooter. That's what they're called. Oh, okay. 
Okay. That would make it's, sense then. I was just having a... Because a... well, I was sitting there, I'm like, and we, we're, we're both stuck on Apple. I'm like, is this person just an idiot? Yeah. No, no, no. So I just started naming citrus fruits. I saved the day. <laughs> this yeah. is my favorite one. Where did all the scooters go? <laughs> yeah, man, it's just... Well, I remember everywhere. the biggest issue, too. Is it's a like... Hershey's new Scooters and Cream uh, Shut up. chocolate. What was that, Matt? Classic. <laughs> well, notice, I remember that like when they did the bikes back in the day, it was like people would just drive them out. Like They'd go from downtown and go like 20 minutes out into like the suburbs and then just abandon the bike because they're, they're, they're yeah. done with it. So, like, did they get, like, a, a bonus or whatever for, like, bringing it back to one of those stupid squares or whatever? Or, like, what's to stop people from, you know, just not returning them to where they need to be? I, I think these, like, programs really do work well in, like, major metropolitan areas where it's, like, the downtown core is going to be pretty much the extent of where they get used, right? Yeah. Like, like Vancouver, it would be the local equivalent, or, like, Victoria or something like that. I feel like where our downtown is about, like, ten square blocks if that no it's less it's like it's like two by eight like it is we have a such a tiny ass downtown yeah, that like, people will be zipping around like the if, scooters if will end walk, up elsewhere if, well the stupid thing too is if you just if you're walking at a brisk pace you can get from like one corner downtown to the other yeah. in like 20 minutes yeah it's the thing like there's not really anywhere that like i need like if i'm if i'm on foot if i'm sans car there's not really many places in downtown Kelowna i would need like a scooter to rapidly go to right yeah or you know to go anywhere on a scooter at all but like mm-hmm. i feel like they're I feel like maybe as a pilot project it kind of okay but like why a scooter like do they realize bikes are no good but they decide scooter is better somehow yeah i don't know because even like even with the bikes like you had like a little basket on the front so it's like hey i want to run some errands or whatever at least you can do that yeah and these are like like, like just so we're clear like these are like your your like electric but like razor scooters like they're just your stand-up fucking scooter yeah it just is like it's very it's i don't know it seems extremely gimmicky and if you want to try you know doing that pilot like in the midst of a pandemic it's kind of i would have delayed maybe a year like i guess I don't yeah know. <laughs> I don't know. It just it it seems like they really didn't think it through, and it's going to go the way of the whatever that bike share program was again. Yeah, probably. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hopefully, it's. Uh... <laughs> you okay, Peter? <laughs> no, I'm genuinely uh, slightly upset here. Uh, sorry. If, uh, oh, what's up? It's going to make it talk. Well, what am I? Okay, so let me ask you something. Okay. This is, sorry, we're going completely off topic, but I just saw some news that really bummed me the fuck out. Um, what was the first anime you watched or manga you read? Probably Dragon Ball, I'd imagine. Yeah, Matt. Probably One Piece. <laughs> okay. At least that I like started like watching like from this like. Yeah, because like I yeah like um and which one did you watch that you conscientiously understood the concept of anime at this point? You weren't just watching whatever was freaking on like Dragon Ball. Okay, like the first time, like I'm watching, uh, probably Cowboy Bebop then. Cowboy Bebop. Okay, that's a solid yeah. choice, Matt. Yourself? I I can't remember. So the first one I watched, well, consciously aware. Okay, I'm watching anime because like I'd watched Pokemon, I'd watched Dragon Ball, I'd watched. Yeah. You know, this is this is kind of ubiquitous, especially. But one of the first ones I really watched, uh, and was very formative in um, my own Edge Lord phase, because of course everyone has an Edge Lord phase, was Berserk. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the author of the series just passed away. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I literally was just reading that news just now because somebody freaking uh, discorded it to me. Uh, yeah, no, he was not young or old, too. I mean, he was um, he was only 54. Is that uh, Kentaro? M- Miura, yeah. Miura, yeah, okay. Apparently he died like two weeks ago, and they just kind of announced it today. Oh, yeah, 54. That's not that old at all. No, no, no. And yeah, like, Berserk is probably one of the most influential manga from the 90s. Granted, it started in 1989, but still. Like, that, and because it's it very much, um, it was a key part of, like, that 90s, like, you know how every 20 years or so we get nostalgia pop for stuff from the past? Yeah. His his work was very much in that nostalgia pop, uh, along with Evangelion, that's probably the other most notable one from around the same period, that really invoked the works of, um, what's his name, Gonagai, who's probably one of the most important, um manga dudes in all of Japanese manga work, because he, he did Devilman. Devilman, yep. Yep, Devilman's probably one, because, like, that Devilman had so much influence on so many things. It's like, it's Evangelion, Berserk, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei series, so of course, Persona and everything as well. Like, just to name, like, three, and I'm sure I can name, like, a bunch more. Uh, and, like, he also did Messenger Z, which was arguably prototypical Power Rangers to a degree. Like, it was one of the big super robot ones, right? Right. Uh, Cutie Honey, which is another thing. It's the, <laughs> I guess it was a well, it's like a weird magical girl thing, but like she gets naked a lot. It's what am I? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what am I? Sorry, I just looked it up here. What am I looking at? This is yeah, insane. That's yeah. Anyway, but my point it is, like, he an was inspired. Yeah. He was inspired by all that, and he ended up creating, you know, a series of sort It's still going to this day, which is really fucking awkward. Because like he looked like he was finally starting to wrap it up after. Uh, 30 years, and then it was just like, uh, now he's sadly passed away, which is just like, ugh. Yeah, you hate to see it. Present. Yep. 40 volumes. Shit. Yeah, because he... Yeah, that's just... Uh, that really sucks. It's always hard. It's, it's hard when... You know, there's someone who... It, it's just always weird when, when there's someone that's so removed from your life on a in a interpersonal level but like on an artistic standpoint like help sculpt you or like define a part of yourself and it like mm. when you lose because like you, you technically didn't lose that man but you did like you know what i mean it's this yeah. weird like sense of loss that you technically don't i don't say you don't have a right for but you know it, it just it feels it's a very removed but still equally impactful loss I'm just yeah, rambling, well, it, by the way. I don't well, know. I think a part of it <laughs> so, is, too, because it's a series we never got to see to completion. Like, if he had that hurts too. finished yeah. Berserk and he had then passed, that would have still hit me. But the fact that, like, we're, we're probably not going to see exactly what he wanted it is always a killer, right? Like, that's what yeah. that's that's one of the big things that always hit me about Monty Ohm's death with Ruby. Because even though I'm not, like, the biggest Ruby fan, I still watch it, and I'm like, I would really would have liked to see where he wanted to take it himself. Yeah, like, you know, there's the stories, of course, that, like he talked about with the other guys about what he wanted to do with it and everything. So, like the spirit is living on, but it's always just like uh, it's always awkward, nonetheless. But 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 it's different. It's always different. It's never gonna be the same because an example of this of like where conversations were had about what the ending is, but you can tell it's different is like Game of Thrones. Yeah, they they know the ending, and I'm sure the ending of the books is that, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. the, the flavor of how you do it would change. And, and so you don't actually get to see what that person's 
exact uh i hate to use the word vision because it always sounds kind of pretentious but um you know execution would have been because yeah. i'm sure i'm sure no doubt that that well maybe not but like berserk may very well end you know mm-hmm. hopefully i mean i've been reading that thing since 1997 oh you were a loser early on yeah. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was, that Dude, was I lived rude. in the suburbs, like, far away from most of my friends. So I could only go to people's houses when my parents drove me for a long time. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, of yeah, course, it's like, at least I have my video games, my my manga, my... And they're, and my parents are like, oh, we'll we'll sell you this thing. We don't know all the content that's in it. I'm like, hee hee hee, I'm reading stuff with big boobs and mutilated <laughs> testicles and sexual assault. It's no, a very edgelord series. Time. Yeah. yeah, it's a very influential yeah. series, but at the same time, I really like the deeper impact. Like, they do it all. You know, they make it super graphic, super intense, much like Game of Thrones, but they do have a good underlying... Like, it's like, it's got that kind of appeal to it, I think. Right. And and, I, and that's lasted to this day. Like, I still read... I read volume 39... Was it just over a month ago? I haven't read volume 40 yet, but ugh, that's going to be gonna, a bitter... Yeah. That's going to... Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, to me, this is like George R. R. Martin passing away. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Wait, is he still around? It? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's never oh. going to die. He's never going to finish the book, but he's never going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, what, what I wanted to say, though, is, like, just like, with, 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 with Jesse, I think what you were trying to, like, put your finger on is, is whenever you say getting into, like, new content and you're, like, you're interested, but you're not invested... But as soon as you, like, become invested, then you start, like, looking for more details. Like, who is this person? Like, you start to, like, figure out yeah. more about the series or find, like, additional content or seek out message boards or whatever. Like, because you want, you want more of it than you're getting. Yeah, and, like, and, that, and that becomes a part the, of you to a degree. Yeah, and it's like, even if you've never met that person, you kind of start to get a feel of, like, what they might be like based on the content they're creating. And as such, like, all of a sudden, yeah, like, when you then find out, oh, that person's passed away or whatever, it's like... You don't know them, but you know their content, and so you know, a, like, a part of them. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's actually a really good way to say it. As, I guess, you know, to your point, even, um, like, in our in our modern world, like, you can know someone because there's so many avenues to do that between interviews, podcasts, stuff like that. Like, I think a lot more of, you know, creative individuals put themselves out there in more than just their work. So you, as you, you can kind of get to know them, or at least a, a facility yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, like, fuck, this this podcast is coming up on, oh my god, is it seven years? So there is, for specifically Chris and I, because we've been on it almost every episode, there is seven years of our life on this podcast. Yeah. And if well, someone, heck, for ungodly reasons, has listened to every single episode, and I died tomorrow, they would have a pretty close approximation of my life, right? Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's always weird to, yeah. Because again, like, you brought up a good, like, I think for me, Monium was one of those, where, because it's just how fucking sudden it was, too. You know? It was, it was like day surgery turned south. It, yeah, it was an allergic yeah. reaction to a, to a surgery, which is, I mean, all death is to a degree tragic, but that's just like, fuck, man. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Peter? Well, I was just thinking, uh, let, let's maybe move on to something 
more lighthearted, like murder. Yes. Yeah. What hit us with that murder, <laughs> Peter? So, of course, as is no secret, I am a WrestleManiac, and yes. um, WWE just put out. Uh, it's not just it's they have a pay per view usually right after WrestleMania called Backlash. And in this case, they didn't just call it Backlash, they called it WrestleMania Backlash. Mm. For weird marketing reasons, I guess. And it was a shockingly good show for a bunch of matches whose results we pretty much saw coming. But, standing out from all the good matches, I do highly recommend the main event. That's a really good bit of storytelling about two just two buff guys fighting each other and telling the story of, can this guy overcome his weakness in his right arm? Which is, of course, his signature arm. <laughs> so it's I'll like honest, I blacked yeah. out after he said two buff guys, but I didn't care. I was in. <laughs> yeah, you heard the part about right arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, and not even trying to make it sound sexual. That's just—it's really That's hard just not to. Ba- That's just yeah. wrestling, baby. That's just <laughs> oh, yeah, wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I do recommend the main event. But the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up in particular is the murder. Oh man, so. Our, our, one of our, I, I think it's safe to say we all kind of like him as an actor, Dave Bautista, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's a shockingly oh, no. decent actor. Was so, there a tie-in? Was there a fucking tie-in? Oh, yes, you didn't see the headline? <laughs> okay, so what happened was, uh, there was a, uh, Army of the Dead, I believe is the name of the movie? Yeah, it's coming out in this uh, next week, I think. Yeah, it's coming out on Netflix like pretty quick. Uh, Batista's in it, so he's of course a former WWE guy. So somebody at some company probably went to WWE and was like, "Eh, want to do want to do some promo?" Eh, eh. And I guess money changed hands. I'm presuming that's why. And I have to say, for it, they're a company that made like, oh, I think it profit wise, it was over 500 million or something ridiculous like that. So they did not need the money for this. And um. So a match between a um, oh what the hell is his name now uh, oh yeah, Damian Priest, which by the way is a sweet name, mm-hmm. and he wears like ridiculous like chainmail vest. Okay. But and he's like but like he's called himself Damian Priest, and then he just talks about shooting like arrows of fate. But also he hang, he hangs out with Bad Bunny, the musician. What? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! And, I'm looking at images of this. Keep going. Yeah, so then <laughs> he's in a feud with The Miz, because of course The Miz is just the worst. He's a top-notch heel. I don't understand why they ever try to make him babyface. They've tried a few times. Anyway, so they're in a match, and Miz has like, been annoying Damian Priest for way too long. And Damian Priest is like, alright, I want to put him in a lumberjack match so he can't get away from me. And management's like, fine. And so the event comes, and then Dave Batista suddenly shows up on, on the video screen. He's like, hey guys, I couldn't make it, but... I sent some friends of mine, and then they're like, there's an interview backstage, and he knocks on the door that just says Lumberjacks, and inside are a bunch of freaking zombies. And you're just like, oh no. <laughs> Lo and behold, <laughs> there are a bunch of zombies <laughs> acting as Lumberjacks for a Lumberjack match. So, for those who aren't familiar with how a Lumberjack match works, it's a regular match for the most part, but the, but the gimmick is, outside the ring are a bunch of air quotes, Lumberjacks, who will typically beat the shit out of you if you try to leave the ring or fall out of the ring and then yeah. toss you back in, right? You know, it's, this is this is the whole idea of can't get away because, like, if you try to get out of the ring, they'll just be like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, just punish you. 
And uh, so in this case, yeah, it was zombies. And so Miz comes out with his tag team partner, John Morrison. And at one point, John Morrison also gets jumped by the zombies and is seemingly killed. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, not in, like, a bloody fashion, but, like, they're crawling on him and stuff. Yeah. The, zo- the, the zombies... He's, bit, he's turning at war- at best. Yeah. The zombies are respecting the rules of the lumberjack match and not coming in the ring too soon. That's, but after, oh, that's nice of them. But after Damien Priest pins the Miz... Uh, because that was the correct decision. Uh, Damien Priest bolts, and the zombies get in the ring and attack the Miz. Oh my god, they, do they kill him? Do they eat him? Well, my favorite was uh, this one website I follow called WrestleTalk. They had a headline is, Former WWE Champion Eaten by Zombies. Alright. Which is in the context, because like, they're crawling on him, and it looks like they're trying to bite him. There's, I mean, the, the 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 actors they got to play the zombies are like, I'm playing a zombie. This is this is what I'm. Yeah, doing. I know, I know. So it's like, I'm sorry, as sorry, far sorry. As... No, there's no there's no actors in wrestling. The zombies they got to show up for the <laughs> match. Well, that's of the course. thing because it's like, and you're just sitting there going like, he just got eaten by zombies. That was such a big voice crack from you. That was amazing. I know. He just got eaten by zombies. <laughs> you're like, you're so blown away by this. What's well, zombies? It, 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 well, it's ridiculous, because every other match was, like, a normal relative match, right? And then just yeah. zombies, and you're like, wait, what? I mean, you granted, mean this is the some... same. Well, because it's like, this is, granted, they've done, like, weird voodoo shit these last few months, too, but that's a whole other oh, ball yeah, of wax yeah. I can't even get into. It's still dumb. Anyway, um, yeah. What was also funny is, like, because it's in the Thunderdome, which is all the TV monitors behind him, a couple right. of them turned into zombies at one point. Oh, God. <laughs> which was like, what the hell's going on? Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, I know. Like, for Army of Dead, but that's some cringy ass marketing right there. I know, and what was great too, because then like the next, well, I, I say great, it, it was it was trash. But then the next day, it turns out the Miz freaking tore his ACL. Oh no, they got him. So, no, he's turning. So, that's a, that's a cover up. So in storyline, they're saying he's dead, <laughs> or no. at least implying he's dead. <laughs> no, because, not the Miz. Because like the next night, John Morrison comes out. It's like, ah man, I hope he's in a better place right now. He's, like, just kind of talking vaguely like that, you know, saying a lot of stuff to allude to it, while also saying, he's like, oh, man, it feels like I got something crawling in my brain. Because, of course, he was attacked yeah, by yeah. zombies at one point, too. And I'm just Peter, like, what's, oh. the, what's the over-under that they have some of the people participating in those matches turn at some point as a storyline? I think they're going to do it because of all the negative press they've gotten about this dumb gimmick match. Right. Because, like, like, I'm talking about this in Reverie, but, like, it was fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, it sounds fucking stupid. I'm looking at pictures. It looks fucking stupid. No, no, it, it's 100 percent stupid. Like, it's fun to talk about, but like, no, don't actually watch it. Because here's the thing: the only time I could think that'd be fun is like if they did like a Halloween thing and they had the lumberjacks be zombies. That's kind of a funny idea just in itself, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, the no, fact 100%. that it's a movie marketing thing and like, yeah. uh, it's just kind of weird. Well, Batista even said, "Hey, man, this wasn't my idea." Yeah, because yeah. like somebody called somebody called him on it for some reason. I don't know why you called. I guess it's because he said they were his friends. Yeah. Dave, Dave, why did you do this? And Dave's like, oh, man, it was my contract with Netflix. Like, yeah. please just leave me alone. I wouldn't have done this. And but like the other irony is like uh, AEW just did a um, blood and guts match, which is basically a war games match. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who aren't familiar, war games is basically a team uh, cage match. So as you would imagine, blood and guts 
there was a lot of blood, there was a lot of carnage, a lot of brutality, and like apparently somebody somebody at WWE muttered afterwards or was was caught saying, oh, that just set back the business 30 years. And then they do this zombie shit, which is straight out of the 80s at best. Wow. Early, if not the early 90s, because that is some Dungeon of Doom level shit. Yeah, yeah. All that was missing was a, a man called the Yeti, who was clearly a mummy, bear-hugging Hulk Hogan from behind. God, what a stupid industry to make so much money. Like, like I know, right? <laughs> it actually sometimes aggravates me that, like, how much They do money not deserve the amount of money they have right now. 100%. Like, especially with all the crap they've been doing with, uh, since they don't have an actual audience, right? It's all TV screens, so they have, they literally have control over their audience for the purposes of the programming. Yeah. And this is the stupid shit they're doing. I mean, thankfully, I say thankfully, I'm still a little iffy on this, but they are supposed to be starting touring again soon. So I cannot wait to see what the actual audience reactions are to some of these things. <laughs> because you know they're going to be like, okay, we want you to say this about the, about the voodoo, and it's like, fuck you, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or even worse, they say, oh, fuck yeah, dude, voodoo. Who do you voodoo? Uh, eh. Voodoo, that voodoo, that you... Is that how it goes? Yeah. So, are you thinking from Labyrinth? Uh, no, no, I was thinking of... The Power um, of Voodoo? No, this was actually from... It was one of the Mel Brooks movies. I want to say Blazing Saddles. Harvey Corman says that at one point. Go do no... that voodoo that you do. I think that's the line. Oh, okay. Anyway. Speaking of, like, zombies and eating things, Matt mm. Matt snuck something on here on the topic list that we didn't mm. talk about. This was not authorized. What What about fish? What is happening with your fish eating habits? So, just, like, on a whim, like, every once in a while, like, my wife and I will just, like, watch a documentary. Um, oh, okay. And so, we, like, it showed up on Netflix. It's called a Seaspiracy. Okay, by the way, can we just talk about first how it's not called cons- Conspiracy? Yeah, that probably would have been better. See, Spiracy's um, garbage. Continue, please. But, but so you know how like you, you like depending on the app you're using, whatever Netflix will like start like playing a little bit of it or whatever. And so it it kind of it drew us in because it was um, it was showing the whole uh, like straws or you know how everyone's like piling on the like let's turn straws or whatever into uh, you know paper because plastic is killing the ocean. We're like, okay, yeah, we know that that's stupid already. So it's kind of like, it kind of, you know, got us interested. It's like, yeah, we know that, you know, straws only make up like 0.05% of plastic waste in the ocean. But, you know, one uh, one turtle tries to snort cocaine with one or whatever, and uh, now everyone's drinking through a paper straw. So either way, we watched we watched the documentary, and it was well put together because, like, it very much sh- he showed, like, his, uh, or the, the filmmaker or whatever, showed his progression of, like, this is where I started, and this is kind of where we got to in the end. And he basically laid out a very clear argument why there's no such thing as sustainable fishing, not in the way that it's currently being done. And realistically, the like the only way that you can legitimately like try to like you know help like just like help what's going on in the ocean, like you're not like paying money or anything, but basically just stop supporting the fishing industry is is it just because of like the um the the catch tactics are so mass oriented like like it's it's is it's, like is it that they're, that they're just like 
basically they're feeding a market that they have to assume has this much output so they have to catch that much which is like offsetting the environment or like what's the kind of their logic well yeah like they're it, it, if you're if you're looking at something that's sustainable then it needs to be you know being produced at the same rate that it's being like harvested right there's no such regulations for fishing of that in any sort oh, sure, uh, okay. additionally if you start looking at like some of like you know like ocean brand like or brands or whatever that are like, uh, hey, this is dolphin safe. There's no way for them to enforce that. Uh, or if you do have like certain requirements on them, he's talking about how um, they basically have like the overseers or whatever, the people on the boat that are supposed to be out know, making sure that they uh, stay dolphin safe, whatever. Um, if they do try and uh, say anything, they uh, mysteriously go overboard or like people that do, you know, like call them out or whatever. Like depending on like the like the areas of the wherever that where they're doing these fishing or this kind of fishing, they like he, he had one story of like someone who literally just got assassinated for you know like Jesus. reporting a, like a fisherman or something. Um, but then they also talk about how like say in like the um, uh, in the shrimp industry they basically catch their fish or their catch their shrimp or whatever. With slave labor, um, and got, went over um, how there's like mass like killing of dolphins strictly because they view them as pests to the fishing industry. Um, talked about they're eating fish. Uh, yeah, well, like you know, know, like in even just like going over to like the the bit on plastic. Over fifty percent. Like, it's not just, like, the point zero five whatever, you know, that's straws. Over 50% of the plastic waste in the ocean is from fishing gear. But the reason that that's not being, you know, broadcast or whatever is because these groups or whatever, they're like, let's clean up the oceans or whatever, are primarily funded by the fishing industry. And all mm. it's, like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous just how much, like they have their hands in, you know, controlling the narrative and like, especially like just like, I would recommend watching the documentary because it's, I'm bad at describing most things in life, but uh, (laughs) like there is on several instances, like when he was like doing his interviews and stuff, they were either like, first of all told like, you know, you can't have cameras here whatever. And for good reason, when he got his footage, like you could tell why, because it all looks very, very bad for, the people involved um and even like in some of the countries where he did interviews at one point they had to like stop the interview because someone had tipped them off to the police or whatever and they were just like it wasn't even that they were necessarily doing anything primarily wrong but you know the police were bribed by people with money to you know stop them or like take their their equipment or whatever you know just make sure that these stories don't get out right so, like, I know it's it all seems very, like, uh, like it, it all seems very conspiracy. I would recommend watching the movie because it was very, or the documentary because it was very convincing. And as much as I do like fish, um, one of the, like, I don't know. <laughs> there's just, there's a lot of reasons to not eat fish. So Yeah, I'm actually, I'm just looking at this, this fishing gear thing because that's, that's interesting to me. Is that, yeah, um, they're saying it's well, 46%. Well, well, yeah, and like if you look at so the size of some of the nets and stuff that they drop, 
you're also talking about like things that are literally designed to kill fish. Like you'll find like floating mm-hmm. like net like just floating abandoned nets with like fish skeletons in them because they continue to catch fish after. But then, well, I, I guess this is what's yeah. interesting to me. I guess a lot of these studies of like the percentage of what's making up uh, ocean pollution is actually they're just taking they're just uh, doing a. a you know, essentially a census of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and then just saying that that's applying to the whole ocean, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, like that's. So I, are, I guess I don't know how are, you, are you getting bits it. that like talk about the microplastics. Well, no, it's specifically because... saying like um, the fishing net statement derives from a 2018 study which examines floating marine debris by weight. The study found that at least 46 percent of floating plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch came from fishing nets. Uh, BBC News fact-checked articles saying that plastic straws number seems to be calculated based on two studies, one on plastic straws on coastlines and one on floating marine plastics in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Fact-check also cited Jenna Jambeck, author of the Coastline Study, saying, quote, No one really knows how much of it is straws, but experts agree that it's certainly a lot less than dumped fishing gear. Uh, fishing gear yeah. fragments much more slowly and is also very buoyant. It's a prime candidate to hang around the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Again, so it's, it's interesting that I, I guess it makes sense, but that that's like their their litmus test of the ocean is the the was it like a fucking Texas sized gar- garbage mass? Yeah, it's oh, it's massive. It's like it yeah, if it's not just not Texas sized or whatever, but like it's it's huge, and that's just one particular area. But like the one of the things he showed in the documentary is like you just look on Google Maps at like different islands and stuff, and you like look on the beach, you can like find just chunks of like abandoned fishing gear like a lot of times yeah it's just like bundled up nets or whatever but like there's no accountability for oh they lost a net or whatever oh that sucks yeah <clears throat> so and like and how do you even like police that sort of thing because you know two-thirds of our planet is covered in water and what happens out on the water you know is just the captain's water <laughs> yeah but like there's no there's no push to like you know fix it because it's like multi-billion dollar industry yeah. So, but yeah, like, and just even like the most like, it was ridiculous to see him like just trying to get like basic answers to like basic questions from like some like regulatory bodies, and for like months they just like ignore his like requests for an interview. And when he like showed up there, like everyone was kind of like panicked, like what's he doing here, whatever. And like basically, he got told to leave after like waiting around for an hour. Yeah. Um, or the stupidest one though is he did get an interview with the guy who's like or like um so whoever was behind like the whole like guaranteed dolphin safe. And basically the guy told him flat out, it's like, well there's no such thing as guaranteed dolphin safe. He's like, So why are you broadcasting it's dolphin safe? Mm-hmm. And it just was a very circulatory argument. He's like, Yeah, well this, I guess that's just the way it is. And like the guy was like laughing about it and just like chuckling to himself and he's just like Basically, he knew that, like, oh, yeah, you can tell the story, but it's not going to change anything. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it basically just becomes a marketing tactic to, you know, if we say that this is dolphin safe, we can charge 30 cents more a can. Well, no, that's Whatever. the thing, right? Like, most of these are marketing tactics. I mean, yeah, like, this is... no, no. The problem is, like, so much of the food industry... It's it's very much that bit from a good place, right? Where it's like, oh, I just wanted to advise something that it wasn't gonna, that didn't come from any kind of cruelty, and it's just like, well, good freaking luck. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I don't mean. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to take away from your personal science not to cheat fish anymore. It it affected you. That's good. Making yeah. that choice. 
It's, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's one of those things, man. It's like, there's so many things that are just like, I mean, you know, you, you got the avocados mostly controlled by cartels. You got, uh, you know, the meat industry, of course, downplaying the dangers of fat. You got, you know, the list goes on. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. But hey, good for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I do mean that. Fish. I'm not trying to be patronizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Like, no, I feel good because I've always hated fish, so I don't eat fish. And it's been <laughs> 28 years of Jesse going, fish? No, thank you, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm saying, Matt, is I'm superior to you in, in pretty much everything. Oh, that, that, you, so. he's like, I, you hated fish before it was cool. Yes, I am like, I am Black Manta, basically, is my, my, my logic that I'm coming up with. Oh, here. I thought you were Doc Ock gotcha. in uh, Peter Parker's body. I, we don't talk about that saga, okay? <laughs> yeah. But why would it be a sex thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped over the setup for that joke just because I saw you drinking soda. Oh, okay. That was close. I was, that was a, we were in spit-take territory. Speaking of Spider-Man, we didn't talk about this, but the fucking Venom 2 trailer came out, and I still don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I think I feel like they're capitalizing on what worked the most in the first movie. Which means it might be good, like, like as I know, good as it sounds. I know, because, like, the first, well, 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 the Venom movie, like, the original, it's like the first half, is, the first third, I should say, is pretty boring, but still yeah. fine. Like, you know, it's it's fine setup. It could have been better. I don't know. It's just it was like it was kind of flat. Then the then the middle the, the, the middle third is really good when he like it's him and vet, you know, the symbiote. Like that's yeah. easily the highlight of that movie, hands down. And then the left <laughs> third is just like the worst. It's like I'm so glad uh what's his name? Ooh. Is it Riz Ahmed? Is, is that his name? Yeah, Riz Ahmed, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad he got nominated for an Oscar. And like you know, has recovered from because yeah. his performance in Venom was not good. Yeah, man, I think I think it was Riot was who he played, right? Yeah, he, or, he, or who he, his symbiote was. Yeah, yeah, and that was. Uh, I, I, I I always appreciate when they don't want to go in straight with the big, with the major big bad because like that's what they did with Green Lantern where they started with Parallax. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, well, didn't they? Didn't they? Watch the whole movie. Give Riot Carnage's main thing though. Oh yeah, they totally like, did. Wasn't with the with the hand blades and shit. Yeah. Like, no, they still did that, but which is like, but it's like, I don't know. It's it still blows my mind that they didn't call it Venom Maximum Carnage. They're like Venom, let there be carnage. It's like what the fuck? Because they're adapting Maximum movie. Carnage. Like it, yep. it, it, they have Shriek or whatever her name is in it. Like they're clearly just adapting the storyline that you, you're just take the title from the thing you're adapting. Also, <laughs> well, isn't this like? Aren't they now like able to like actually use more Marvel characters now that like they've kind of merged a little bit? Well, or? I don't know how that's going to work. No, this is I, still Sony Pictures, isn't it? It's still I've Sony. Lost track but, of who owns what? But but Sony and Disney came to like a new deal since the first Venom, so I don't know. Like, we don't really know what this is gonna like. We don't know. We just don't know. Because yeah. this is the same studio that's making Morbius, which that movie is coming out sometime. I, I've lost track of when that is, because it was supposed to come out last July or something. Yeah. Um, everything everything just got like, put on yeah. hold. So Morbius the Living Vampire, the movie that everyone's looking forward to, is going to come out sometime. But that has Michael Keaton in it, assumedly playing Vulture from the MCU. Yep. So I don't know what the fuck any of this means. Uh, it means FDR really did his job. <laughs> New sure. deal. I got. I understood yeah. the new. That deal. was a political humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I was thinking. I tried to think of something for Green New Deal, but it couldn't. It couldn't be done. I'm just no. like. I would just would love to have 
Tom Holland Spider-Man talking to the symbiote suit, but it's Tom Hardy's Venom. That conversation to me would just, just be throw really throw Ryan Reynolds as well, just, you know. Yeah, Deadpool, bring it in. Yeah. Well, because they, they got access to all of it, and I don't know. I know that the, the it, symbiote is supposed to be insane because it bonded with Deadpool and they picked up that part of his personality. Oh, yeah, there is, there is that part, yeah. So, like, I... I, I it always annoyed me that like they have to like very much dance around like the origin stories for you know a lot, established yeah. characters just because they don't have access to those characters. I, I mean the 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 thing that's weird is that we've had symbiote storylines without Peter ever being involved, and like that's how Venom learns how to speak, <laughs> like it yeah. is through Peter's actions, and that's why he, Venom sounds like a cheesy ass person because the only thing he learned how to speak English was a fucking wisecracking teenager. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I'm very influential. Yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's a red time, hour, right? but I think we no. I think we need to make Chris suffer. So let's talk about the other topics on the list. Okay, Matt. Matt uh, speaking speaking of symbiotes, okay. what's your vaccine story? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I will not be becoming Tom Hardy anytime soon. No. Um, so in New Brunswick here. Um, Last week, they, they opened it up for ages uh, 30 and up. Okay. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm an old man. I can apply to get my vaccine. And so that's currently scheduled to happen next Tuesday. Uh, I'll be getting a shot and joining the Pfizer Club and uh, be yeah, that much closer to, you know, uh, getting out of this, uh, um, like, 10 years of pandemic. Mm-hmm. I know it's only been, like, two, but I'm pretty sure it's actually 10. Don't worry, the scooter um, pandemic is coming for us all. You'll see it soon. Naturally. I don't know Scoots if you get any for that either. Um, but funny aside is uh, Fredericton actually has scooters around as well, but not <gasps> nearly to the it's extent. Too late. So too it's, late. It's, it's, it is now, have they are these Have um, these scooters had Tech 9s mounted on the front? Oh. No. What that about was, the Raptor no, Tech they are, they are electric. I think you just rent them from like a place downtown, which mm-hmm. realistically, that's all that Kelowna really needed to do was just freaking rent the scooters from a central location, return them to that location, you're good to go. You don't need to be... Sorry, we Sorry, derailed I got an story. Aside. But anyway, <laughs> you are 100% so, correct. <laughs> so I am a married person. Um, my wife it. is younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to book my vaccine and she was not. Now, right. yesterday... Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday, they opened it up to 18 and up. So they're like, okay, I guess we got enough people done in that last week or whatever, so let's open it up. Um, now, my wife, also being a student, uh, was able to get hers booked through the university. And so she basically, yeah, she called yesterday or whatever. And so uh, being inundated with a whole bunch of calls, whatever, the pharmacist was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch here as soon as we're able to get you in. Uh, cute today. Um, she got a call and was like, "Hey, there's been a cancellation, and uh, can you come in today?" So, my wife is already vaccinated, and so she, and it's, it and it's opened... tearing your marriage apart. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> it's tearing your marriage apart. But I just think it's like ridiculous that um, I don't know if it's like something about the school or what's going on, but just yeah, they went like I got. It opened up last week for me, and I got to wait a week, another, like, a whole another week to get <laughs> mine amazing. done. But literally, they're like, hey, let's open it up to 18-year-olds. Get all of them vaccinated right now. 
I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's good to vax manual, but it is funny how like you're like I'm gonna go. Th- I did the proper channels, and now it's gonna happen for me. And they're like, "Fuck it, just throw these people through the line, whatever." <laughs> yeah, this is like I don't know, like randomly like throw them. I don't know if it's just that they um they had the farm like maybe just because it's through a pharmacist or something, but yeah. like I, was I, ask... I wasn't able to go through the university pharmacy. It, was it AZ for her, or she... was it Pfizer? Oh no, she got Pfizer as well. Okay, that's good. Yeah, less chance. Yeah, I don't think New Brunswick is even using. Yeah, they're not using AstraZeneca in New Brunswick, I don't think. Okay. Or if they are, it's like, I I don't even know. It seems so perfectly here's... fine. It's just you know the side effects seem more likely to happen. Here's the concern I have for you, Matt. Right. Though is that like, what if Bill Gates does turn it on and then he steals your wife, right? <laughs> mm, She's too old know. for him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of topics, <laughs> we're not going to go into. <laughs> that is, ooh, that's dark. Well, but now we know what the windows were facing. I hate you, Peter. I hate everything you're saying. <laughs> we're over time, that's... and I'm making pedophile jokes. Oh boy, you are. Chris you is going to love this. Hey, I have yeah. to make up for Jacob because he's not here. I'm, to clarify, say we're we regarding Bill Gates. I'm waiting for my tattoo jokes, to not start Jacob developing. Being a pedophile. <laughs> Sorry, I need, to, I need to clarify. My favorite part is, is he would probably to. be the most amused at that inference. <laughs> I'm just saying, we need to clarify. Well, I also have to clarify, because in one Let's Play, Jacob, we were talking about how Magneto would enter the MCU. And we're talking about how, is it, are we at the point where Magneto being a Holocaust survivor is kind of absurd because of, of how far ago it was, right? Like, it's no mm-hmm. longer a recent event. And Jacob's response, and this is not what he meant... But he said, well, I guess we just have to have a new genocide then. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Jacob, do you want to stick to that sentence? And he's like, no, no, I meant like find a new, like change his ethnicity, find a new one. I was like, I understand what you meant. But what you just said was so that yeah. Magneto can enter the MCU, we should have a new genocide. I mean, you could just go with AIDS. That's less fun, though. Well, none of the Holocaust isn't fun, Jesse. Yeah, but it's not like it's you have a vil you have a, you have a, a visible villain to have like some some thematic storytelling to. What you're saying, Reagan can't be a villain. I guess, but that beca- that that that's a whole other divisive conversation. Oh yeah, because there's nothing divisive about acknowledging the Holocaust exists. Okay, shit, you're right. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Stop putting politics in politics. Just want to clarify our uh, our conversation points here. The Holocaust did happen. People should yes. get vaccinated. <laughs> and and Reagan... Reagan, when it came comes to AIDS, at least was a piece of shit. Hundred percent. We just had like three super deep topics. And yep. And, and I love how we restarted this. On. We were like, we're not going to talk about all the current events. We're just all right. Of... Conflict in the Middle East. Let's yeah. go. No, no, let's not. Uh, <laughs> no. But speaking of let's plays. Speaking yeah, let's let's segue into that from that because that's a great one. Well, it, it started <laughs> with that conversation. Speaking of yeah, that's what I was trying to do, and then the genocide thing came up, and it just did. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. um, so this week we had the start of Fable Two with Jamie and I, uh, which immediately goes into the crackhead energy we had at Fable One. Like, I don't know how the fuck we just started with us losing our minds, um, but there's a whole bit we have where Jamie made a very sweeping claim. That anything with more than two legs uh, is a bug, and I immediately decided that she's not going. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, no, no, that, sorry, that came out wrong." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm now going to ride this out for. I think it's at least six episodes. I get use out of that out of that statement." Yeah, yeah, you dogs, bugs. <laughs> you're going to ride this out. So, so you, you looked at her and just said, "Nay." Yes. Guess what? Horses, bug. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I, me- I, me- I can't remember. There are horses in Fable 2, right? No. Oh, really? No. There's, there's not these horses in any Fable. Yeah. It's been a while since I played them. I never was a big fan of those. No. It's, I mean, it, it's it's fun. It's and got some stuff had... I like. It's just got some stuff I didn't yeah. like, and I that turned me off, you know. And then we have the other two episodes. The the off day episodes are are uh, two more of Chris's adventures in mobile gaming, which are just tra- like just trash, just absolute trash <laughs> games he's playing. He plays a game called Lumbercraft, and it's just like what it's so bad. We, we need to get him to play uh, the Property Brothers game. Oh my god! Oh god! Uh, oh, so and... yeah, that's our, that's our let's play for this week. Uh, do we have a day yet where we we record more SNES Madness? Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you about that because I'm I'm pretty free. It's more your schedule, right? Um, yeah, I'm free tomorrow. Ooh, mayhaps that may happen. I'll let you know. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I just keep I keep messaging you like, hey, I'm free this day, and then I don't hear anything. I'm just like, oh yeah, sorry, I had a crazy week. And mm-hmm. Matt, uh, you weren't on last week. Do we want to talk about what happened with episode three of Lasso? Because I don't even know. I feel like we've we've basically hit a wall this early on, and we're not even it's like bad. a third through the level, and we just we just keep getting like our asses handed to us. Like I don't know if is is it something that we're setting up badly? Like I know that at one point I was stuck at like the back of the level, and you couldn't get any further, and you were like way far away from me. Mm-hmm. And we then spent like the next hour just trying to find each other again. I mean, I mean, through a, a stri- here's the like, thing, Matt. Is it our fault? Bullets. Almost absurd. Abs- like, surely it is. I'm oh, just going to say that right now. As far, as far as tactics go, we're just like, you know, a couple of yeah. chickens running around with their heads cut off. Um, yeah, so we, I don't, I don't know how often that series is going to continue or we, we got to figure out how the fuck we're going to beat. Peter, have you watched the lasso? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm just okay, kidding. You know I'm just because when Matt said, I don't even know, like the way he said it so immediately, I mean, it, something about that just killed me for like a good few, Dude, 20 seconds. Dude, you have no, like, you have no yeah. idea. Like, this is. No, no, because I've you, seen the first we, two. If, if you watch, like, someone fast forward through, like, the, just, like, playing the level, yeah. it is absurd. Like, so, the so, level is so long and there is no end in sight. The, the level we're talking about is Truth and Reconciliation, which is like the first sniper mission in Halo you go through and you have to get on the enemy ship. And presumably something happens after you get on the alien ship because Matt and I don't fucking know because we never get there. Spoiler. Um, we can't. It's impossible. The, the, the recording session that the hour episode is from is our third or fourth attempt at recording that. And each recording session is about three hours long. So that one hour episode that I cut it down to is, we, I didn't even use the other footage because it's just unusable. Like we don't even get past one or two arenas of battle, but we've spent probably close to 10 hours <laughs> trying to beat this level and we can't. I feel like what we might need to do is just do like a hard cut to like, let's do the third level or whatever and just be like, man, that second level was a beast. I don't even well, know how long we took well, to beat it. Here, here's the thing, Matt. This is what I, I pitched you in the episode, and I want Peter's opinion on this as well. Uh, this will probably be a nightmare for me to edit, or more so. Should you and I both do Lasso solo on it, so that we can use some more cheese methods without like sneaking past enemies, blowing past, like blah, 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 blah. Should we both do it solo? Record it both both solo and like cut between us and just have us have a conversation while we do our own thing. Does that make sense? Because the one guide that you and I both watched had a guy that was cheesing it solo, and it seemed weirdly easier than with two people, even though there's no checkpoints. Maybe because yeah, 
that if, does intrigue if he can me. Perform that one, like there's one bit where he just like bypasses an entire arena of battle. Yeah, he, he both has a like, whole section sneaks and past it. To despawn. Yeah, uh, and wasn't it, like if you only kill four enemies or whatever, it leaves enough of them that it doesn't like summon the rest of them. Yeah, or something. And if you if you push far enough past that, it just despawns and kills everything because it's like we can only handle so much at a time. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd, I'd be willing to maybe try some of those. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, at what point do we just want to cut our losses? But, because... like, here's the thing. When we do beat it, it's going to be so sweet. It's going to taste like nectar and sweet, juicy goodness. Yes. It's going to be, like, I, like you and I will scream and just cry into the Discord call when it's done. Oh, and, sorry, are we, saying, are we also suggesting that, like, while we're recording, like, we're still in the Yeah, we're still having a conversation. Yeah, we're still talking. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's still yeah. an episode okay. and we're bantering and we can talk about what's going on in each of right. our See, world. I, what, I, what I really want to have happen, and obviously you can't control this, is I want one of you to beat it, like, shockingly early. And so then, like, for the second half, great. like, half of the video, it's, um, I don't know. Just, I don't know who, like who would be funnier. Just, just, like, completely talking out her ass while the other person I mean, is just, like, thing, it'd be, super it'd frustrated. Be, it would be funny if Matt beat it first, and then I am just rage-driven <laughs> going through this thing. Yeah, it would probably be funner if it was you. Like, Jesse, what's taking so long? Gosh, That's the thing the that, that would piss me off, because I, I have a tendency to get real hot real quick in Let's Plays. I don't yep. know if you guys have noticed this. Uh, oh, I, Ganon, I did. Between the Ganon fight that you and I had in fucking like, the past, <laughs> and between anything I've done with Matt. Um, <laughs> I induce yeah. rage. It is one of my qualities. I get hot. I get hot real quick. But again, like, like I'm intrigued to see because the next episode we should end soon. But like the next step, the next level after mm. Truth and Reconciliation, uh, is that not the one where you fly on? Pel- I can't remember the, name of the level, but it's the island you fly on pelicans to land at, and you get into the middle of. Uh, is that Silent, Silent oh. Cartographer? I think is the the level. It's like it's like the the demo level, the infamous level of Halo. And that That's one, I, I know we can. Do. You make it all the way to the middle, and then you discover the flood, and then you have to fight your way out. No, because that's that's. Or is that level five? He. Is that Keys? No. Keys is not. Keys is like second last. I think that, that's Guilty Spark is uh, the flood one. Mm. Let me, let me just uh, no, Guilty thing. Spark is at the end when you first meet him, and then it's after that that I think you first meet the flood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it's it's um, you're like, Bottom, Halo, Truth and Reconciliation, Silent Cartographer, Sold in the Control Room, 343 Guilty Spark, The Library, Two Betrayals, Keys, and The Maw. And I think it's no, I think it's three four three guilty spark that you meet the flood because it's like the swamp level. Yeah, but I thought you met them after you meet the spark himself, and the, you meet the spark at the end of the level. I could be. It's been so long since I played the original Halo. I don't well, think, I think I've played no, cause, it because uh, I think assault on the control room is where you end and you meet Spark at the end. I don't think I've played the original Halo story mission since two thousand three. It. You know what? Like Matt and I going through this, it has actually been like an enjoyable thing of like re. Just discovering the narrative, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I remember, like, the, I think the very first time I, like, actually got a chance to properly play Halo was, like, back in my first apartment. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking, at this point now, it's, like, 12, 12 years ago or so. Guys, this is the 20th anniversary of Halo this year. Mm-hmm. Man. And I remember when it ruined high school for me, because I didn't have an Xbox. Oh, no. I- I was I mean, all like, Samurai Warriors I, I, is the best game ever. What's this Halo everyone's talking about? I just I just remember, like, any time I was at, like, a badminton tournament and someone would bring an Xbox, 
I'd be like, I want to play Halo. And then the person would get a sword and just go on a rampage. And it'd be yeah, like, pretty much. this isn't fun anymore. Why am I looking at the ground? Oh, I'm dead again. It's like, but yeah. Like that, I remember when <laughs> I went ones... to the Halo 10th anniversary event and I just did a drop in. And I was, and people kind of looked at me and was like, do you even play this game? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was pretty hilarious because I, I I still only came in second last in that in a in a match of sixteen. Ooh, not bad. <laughs> but considering yeah. I basically never hold an Xbox controller, yeah. I take that as a point of pride. But it was just like I want to check out because that was at a PAX for the tenth anniversary, and they were just like, yeah. and I just went, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure Chris really wants us to end the episode now. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been episode three. It's episode three sixty. We talked about Xbox stuff. It's perfect. Mm. Everything came full circle. Yeah. Hi. Matt, give a high five. Hiya. All right. Thanks for watching, listening. Jesus Christ. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Flawless ending. Watch our last place. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Jailpipe, tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. I am straight, but I support your bisexual preferences. Ooh, thank you.